Welcome to Indi Radio News Reel. I am Prajakta and you are listening to the news updates for September 14, 2022. Here are the international news updates for today. Palestinians rally in Gaza against Israel's 15-year blockade. Dozens of Palestinians rallied in Western Gaza on Tuesday against an Israeli blockade imposed on the Palestinian enclave for more than 15 years. During the rally, which was organized by several Palestinian factions including Gaza's ruling faction Hamas, demonstrators demanded the Palestinians' right to natural resources, mainly the gas fields discovered in 2000 off the coast of the Gaza Strip. They waved Palestinian flags and carried banners in both Arabic and English that read, "It is our right to travel freely and with dignity." and our gas is our right. Israel has maintained a land, air and sea blockade on the Gaza Strip since 2007. US considers China sanctions to deter Taiwan action. The United States is considering options for a sanctions package against China to deter it from invading Taiwan, with the European Union coming under diplomatic pressure from Taipei to do the same, a report by the Straits Times said. The sources said the deliberations in Washington and Taipei's separate lobbying of EU envoys were both at an early stage. In both cases, the idea is to take sanctions beyond measures already taken in the West to restrict some trade and investment in China in sensitive technologies like computer chips and telecoms equipment. New Kenyan president signals end of subsidies. In his first day in office, Kenya's president William Ruto gave orders to reverse some of the policies of his predecessor, Uhuru Kenyatta. President Ruto appointed six judges nominated by the Judicial Service Commission 3 years ago, who Mr. Kenyatta had snubbed on claims that they were tainted. The new president also indicated that he would scrap food and fuel subsidies. He said they were costly and ineffective. He also said all cargo clearances would be reverted to Mombasa Port, a rollback of Mr. Kenyatta's order that saw port services transferred to Naivasha to ensure repayment of a Chinese loan taken for the construction of a railway between the port of Mombasa and the capital Nairobi. The policy positions were part of Mr. Ruto's campaign promises. Flights cancelled as Shanghai braces for storm. All flights to Shanghai's two international airports have been cancelled as the city braces itself for the onslaught of a violent typhoon. Typhoon Muifa will be the 12th cyclone to hit mainland China this year and authorities expect it to be the most powerful so far. Dozens of flights had already been postponed as coastal areas battened down in anticipation of the storm. Landfall is expected around 1900 local time on Wednesday. Waves up to 5 meters high are expected near Shanghai, China's biggest city and the country's financial hub. EU moves to cut peak electricity use by 5%. EU chief Ursula von der Leyen has called for cuts to electricity use across the bloc and windfall taxes on energy firms to tackle high prices. She told the European Parliament that gas and electricity prices had hit all-time highs after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. She called for electricity consumption to be cut at peak hours by at least 5%, but plans for a cap on the price of natural gas, a key Russian export to the EU, were put on hold. Now to the national news stories. Eight Goa Congress MLAs joined BJP. Eight of the total 11 Congress MLAs in the Goa Legislative Assembly defected to the ruling Bharatiya Janata Party that is BJP led by Chief Minister Pramod Savant on Wednesday. The Saffron Party has succeeded in splitting the Congress twice in 3 years. Digambar Kamath, Michael Lobo, Delaila Lobo, Rajesh Valdesai, Kedar Naik, Sankal Pamonkar and Rudolf Fernandez have left Congress to join BJP. Digambar Kamath and Michael Lobo were at the center of switchover speculation in July 2 and the Congress had even asked the speaker to disqualify them under the anti-defection law. The party removed Michael Lobo as the leader of opposition but no replacement was named. BCCI officials can now serve continuously for 12 years. 
The Supreme Court on Wednesday allowed modification of BCCI's constitution and paved the way for its president Saurav Ganguly and secretary Jai Shah to continue in office without having to serve the mandatory cooling off period. A bench of justices D.Y. Chandrachud and Hima Kohli said that an office bearer can have continuous tenure of 12 years, which includes 6 years in state association and 6 years in BCCI before the cooling off period of 3 years triggers. The bench said that an office bearer can serve on a particular post for two consecutive terms. both at the BCCI and the state association level the top court's order came on the board's plea seeking to amend its constitution concerning the tenure of its office bearers passengers injured after air india express plane's engine fire an engine fire sparked to rush to evacuate an air india express plane that was preparing to take off from oman leaving some passengers with light injuries officials said on wednesday footage aired by omani tv showed smoke billowing from the plane which had been taxiing for departure for kochi Some of the 141 passengers received minor bruises the airline said it added there was no fire warning in the cockpit and the smoke was spotted by another aircraft Hatties in Himachal Pradesh get tribal status The union cabinet chaired by Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Wednesday approved a constitution amendment bill that seeks to grant tribal status to the Hatti community living in the Transgiri region of Himachal Pradesh Sirmore district The nod for Hatties came along with tribal status to a community in Chhattisgarh and two in Tamil Nadu. The Hatties form an electorally influential community in Himachal Pradesh and the move might boost the ruling BJP's chances in coming assembly elections. The BJP had swept the 2017 assembly elections winning 44 of the 68 seats. Health Ministry officials say Lancet report on antibiotic use in India misleading. A health ministry officials has dismissed as misleading and inappropriate a Lancet report claiming that more than 47% of antibiotic formulations used in India's private sector in 2019 were unapproved. Professor Y K Gupta, a senior pharmacologist and vice chairman of the Standing National Committee on Medicines, which prepared the national list of essential medicines, said at a health ministry event on Tuesday that these formulations were approved by state drug regulatory authorities. Referring to the media reports based on the Lancet study, Mr Gupta said it was not correct to say that the use of antibiotics in India was excessive and underlined that their use in the country is lower than Brazil, Russia and Europe. Thank you for listening to Indie Radio Newsreel. For more news, audiobooks and podcasts, stay tuned to Indie Radio or log on to www.indijournal.in. Also consider subscribing to listen to our premium shows.